All right, good morning. Hey, there I am. Uh, you guys let me know. I mean, I'll probably hear it, but it, we've had a little bit of issues with this headset lately. So if I start cutting out, I'll go, I'll go old school, I'll go handheld here. All right, I'm going to open here in a second with prayer. We're going to start off in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Give you a chance to get there. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20. I'll give you a little background uh, while you're getting there. This message, this title, and this concept has been on on the mental shelf for several months, uh, maybe even a year or two at this point. So I've been wanting to do this message for a while, but I was never released to do it. And there's a few, you know, this is kind of the way my mind works and the way that the Lord speaks to me. There's some things that are on the shelf, and I can't I can't share those until He says it's time to share those. Uh, until he starts uh, releasing me to do that. And so I'm excited because I felt released to do this, and then it took off this, as I'm praying about it and working on it, it takes off this different direction. So I, I'm really interested to see how this uh, comes out this morning. Let's go ahead and open in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for this church family. Thank you so much that you are working on this family and Lord, I pray that you speak today in ways that I can't speak. Lord, the Holy Spirit, that you minister in ways that my voice won't minister. Uh, Lord, that you do this work today in Jesus' name. Amen. We are in Second uh, Corinthians 5, verse 20. And the title of this message is Ambassador or Activist. And I want to contrast some things today of what we're called to be versus what we tend to be. And I don't know that I could have wished for a better intro than what Eddie was just saying there before the offering and announcements of what God's doing and what we need to learn of loving one another and loving people outside the church. That really is exactly where we're heading today. So 2 Corinthians 5.20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his, making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So this is, he's writing to the Corinthians, he's saying, we are Christ's ambassadors. There's a whole lot of words he could use there. We are Christ's, you know, what, whatever, you know, we, we are his uh his representatives is he uses he uses this word ambassadors. I absolutely love this because you start looking at what an ambassador is, and it's totally different than uh, a lot of times what what we think of necessarily in representing Christ. So, what is an ambassador? So, looking at Oxford languages, ambassador is broken is defined as an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official as its official representative to a foreign country. You go, okay, that yeah, that makes sense. Another definition, a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specified activity. Examples are uh, the French ambassador to Portugal or he is a good ambassador for the industry. Synonyms, similar meanings, an, an, invo- uh, an envoy, a diplomat, an attaché, an emissary, a representative, or a deputy. 
So these are, this is our modern understanding of ambassador is, okay, you know, we know this, right? United States sends ambassadors to foreign countries and they represent the United States to that foreign country. Or somebody uh, is, uh, represents an organization or industry and, and, and represents that, those people or that group to someone else. Oh, okay. The Greek word here, pardon my Greek, uh, <laughs> presunubin, a derivative of presbenuer. I took Latin in high school, not Greek, obviously. <laughs> Basically, this Greek word here is the only occurrence in the New Testament, and it is a plural form of, this, of a, the Greek root word, which actually means one who speaks for the emperor. Now, oftentimes we think of an ambassador as representing a country or industry, but the Greek word here is one who speaks for the emperor, one who speaks for the one in charge. That's, that's phenomenal to me, because this is the Greek word, this is the word that, that Paul is using to say, we are Christ's ambassadors. What does that mean? Well, we are the ones who are speaking for God to, these, to the lost, saying, be reconciled to God. And if we're going to speak for the king, if we're going to speak for the emperor, what we have to know him. We have to know what we have to know his nature. We have to know his word. We have to know what he says, how he feels. We need to represent how he feels to those to those people. Imagine if we sent a U.S. ambassador and they didn't know anything about the U.S. We sent somebody to, and they're like, oh, I don't know that much about the United States or. Maybe they, they're representing the government, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. I just, you know, just kind of been appointed to the job. Or maybe they got their own idea. I'm like, yeah, I got, I got my own idea of what the United States should be, and that's who I'll represent to this foreign country is my own image of what I think, what I think it is. That wouldn't work too well. You do that as a king. If you're a king and you sent an ambassador and they're kind of doing their own thing and they don't really know what you, who you are and they're trying to represent you to someone else, you're probably not going to be very happy with that ambassador. It has to be somebody that we... It has to be this concept of we actually know who he is and we are speaking for him to those who don't know who he is. And I think the best way to understand it, give it more depth of understanding, is compare it to something else. I want to compare it to a concept that we've seen a lot in our society lately, activist. What's an activist? Activist is a person who campaigns to bring about political or social change. An example, activists have been calling for change. How to use in a sentence. Also known as... Did you lose me? Am I still there? Okay. Campaigning to bring about political or social change, activist groups around the world, or organizing solidarity events. Similar words. A campaigner, a reformer, a demonstrator, a champion, advocate, crusader, fighter, militant, zealot, protester, radical, or extremist are all synonyms for this. Yes. Notice the tone of those words. I know I went through that uh, whole list there, but is this someone who is coming to, to you and say, let me represent someone else and introduce you to them? Or is this somebody who says, I have an agenda and you better line up with it or else? 
An, act, an activist is a crusader, a zealot. These are these are perfect synonyms. I couldn't have wished for better for when I was looking this up. This is uh, Wikipedia actually says activism consists of efforts to promote, implement, direct, intervene social, political, economic, and environmental reform with a desire to change, make changes in society towards a perceived greater good. So what's the difference here? One is, there, I'm back now. One is that I'm representing somebody higher than myself. The other is I'm trying to force your behavior to line up with what I think is good. Activists seek to make another's behavior line up while the ambassador speaks to the heart. Now, I'm going to ask a pretty easy question here. Which one does God call us to be? Eh, He calls us to be the ambassador. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Now, the harder question, what do we tend to do? That's That's the more uncomfortable one. How often, just think back in my life, how often I've seen Christians try to change people's behaviors around them instead of speaking speaking to those people with what God's saying. How many times I've seen Christians say, uh, okay, I'll give you an example. So you kind of, have you ever been in that situation where you've got that, uh, got that, the Christian activist in your workplace and he or she tries to, tries to get rules in place to change the other workers' behaviors, you're not allowed to do this, not allowed to say this, or not allowed to do, and you're just like, oh, like, I wish that person was more, I wish that person could tell people God loves you, not, I want you to be restricted to my standards of behavior. I want you to only behave the way that I think is okay, instead of saying, you know what, God loves you, and that love can transform you. Not so worried about the behavior, more worried about the heart. I have a feeling we've all encountered that, and I think we encounter that in the church a lot. Well, I want you to behave a certain way. And when we go out to the world, what do we see? What, what oftentimes do we see if we're witnessing out in the world? We see, ooh, that behavior. Oh, that lifestyle. Ooh, that, like, oh, what what they're doing and do we see that do we instead do we see that person who needs an needs an ambassador needs a representative of the king to come to him and say hey he loves you and he'll do work in your heart in our minds realizing he's going to do work in their heart that will then change the behavior behavior is not really the problem the heart's the problem get the heart re- get the you get that heart redeemed then you'll start seeing behavior changes and you don't, you didn't even have to worry about the behavior there might be some things through discipleship that you have to talk about sure but that's not the core issue problem with the world is not the behavior the purple the problem with the world is they don't know god and they need something they need a representative and and i have i have a mixture of good news and bad news we have some really exciting things happening I I know. I mean, Eddie, Keevan, and Elise at that at that meeting of the Henderson Churches United Body of Christ and the ministry that they're ready to go and do is super exciting. We're talking about churches getting together and doing an outreach to the community, and we've got similar things coming together in Evansville. I've never seen. I've heard people talk about. Yeah, we're going to get together. I've I've never seen programs and, and excitement like this to, to 
get churches together and go out and reach the communities. So this is an exciting time. This is, this is a good time to, to get this straight in our heads, the difference between being an ambassador or an activist, because it's not a political message, or it's not a, well, we're going to go out and try to make this culture look the way that we feel comfortable with. This is, oh, we want to take, take the gospel out to people and get people saved. This, this is an exciting time. But I have to tell you, and I have a responsibility to tell you as somebody who speaks from this pulpit, and uh, God started speaking to me last Sunday, early in the morning, before, before church or anything. And he'd already kind of been working on this, and then, wow, it really came, came up uh, first thing Sunday morning. I know I already shared this with Eddie Thursday night, and I know the, I'm supposed to share this today. Lord started speaking to me about safe hands. You know, what is safe hands or safe pair of hands? That's a phrase my uh, Irish coworkers like to use. They're like, hey, you're, you're a safe pair of hands to, to, for this job. Like, it means they trust you to do the job that they're giving you. Like, yeah, you're a safe pair of hands. First time, they, there's several phrases that they've said took me a little bit to catch on to, but it's just cultural differences. It's cool. But I love that concept, safe pair of hands, and God started, so I kind of thought that was fun, and then God started speaking to me last weekend saying, Wellspring's not, not yet a safe pair of hands. Because I'm asking God, like, we've got all this room now, we've got all, we've got all facilities are great, we've really, got, we've really got the right resources and everything, and God, how come we haven't kind of taken off yet? And he's going, you're not a safe pair of hands yet. And I'm going, He's right. Are we, are we ready to bring in a bunch of people? Do, do we, as the body, have the heart to bring in a bunch of people with all, all the issues that come into that at this point? Are we ready to partner with other churches? Because let's, let's face it, every church has got some problems. Every church has human beings, so every church has some problems. We start working with other churches. What if they have some problems? Are we going to are we going to min- help minister to those problems, or are we going to take on those problems and start and start? If there's, if you got a troublemaker in a church, and you start uniting with other churches, what what if one of those other churches has some sort of controversy? How would we respond to it? Would we minister love and peace, or would we take it on ourselves and start going, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that." Yeah, that other church, I don't know about them. I got hey, it's it's a real question. And I'm pondering this and I'm like, Lord, how do I take this? Because I'm you know, hey, I I love my Wellspring family, and the Lord's kind of saying you're not a safe pair of hands yet, and I'm going, Ow, God. <laughs> kinda of, kinda of, ouch. Like, what what do you mean? How do I take that? And immediately he starts taking me to the gospels at the Last Supper where Jesus tells his, this group of disciples, one of you is going to betray me. And that's a whole lot worse than anything that I'm saying here, okay? That's like the worst possible news you could be sitting around the table with Jesus, and he says, one of you is going to betray me. That is the worst thing you could ever hear. And what do they do? In Mark 14, I'm referring to Mark 14 and John 13. He says, Mark fourteen eighteen and 19. He says, While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, 
one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely you don't mean me. From John's account in John 13, 21 and 22. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know who of them he meant. I had never noticed this before until this week, and I absolutely love how the disciples responded to this because this is the, this is such a key opportunity for them to say, yeah, it's that guy. I always knew that. Maybe that, you know, that, that text collector, Matthew, I always knew I didn't trust him. This was, or, oh, you know, that, that uh, Peter, you know, he's, he's that hot-tempered guy. It must have been him. Or it, it, this is such a prime opportunity for them to jump and say, it must be that guy he's talking about. And instead they say, oh, is it me? Am, am I the one who would betray him? I never noticed that before. They're at a loss, and they're, and they're saying, well, surely it's is it not me. There's, n- there's no record in any of the four Gospels of any of them accusing Judas or anybody else of being the one. The first thing that hits them is, what if this is me? And that is exactly what has helped me make sense of this question of are we safe hands that starts with me. Like me personally, this week I've been, God, how can I be a better pair of safe hands to minister to people? And I'm kind of realizing, hey, I, I meet somebody, how welcoming am I to somebody who's, just, who's a new believer? How well would I interact with as we're working with new churches? And obviously at some point, some of them are going to have issues. How would I respond to that? So I'm just going to ask all of us, let's not say, oh, whose fault is it that we're not? Let's, let's start with ourselves, each one of us. Let's say, hey, what, what if it's me? What, what can I do better to be a better pair of safe hands for this body and for this church family? Now, I've already talked about ambassador versus activist. Here's that chord again. Activist versus ambassador for outside the church. And yeah, we're talking about outside the church, and that is, and our goal is for this for this body, for both campuses, we've got all this room, and guys, I am so excited about what God's doing. I really think we are going to see a move of God where now we're like, how do we fill up this room? How do we fill up these two churches? And I think there's going to be a day when we say, where are we going to put everybody? We don't have enough room in these two churches. Like, we, we, like we need more chairs. I, I'm, I'm, I believe that. I'm excited about that. I think we are going to see. And through this entire thing where God has been telling me, you're not safe hands, immediately with that, he's, but I'm working on you to make you safe hands. And I want to encourage all of you. We're not ready yet for what God has for us, but he's working on it. And that's good, very good news. It, this, this, this is not a, oh, God's so mad at all of us and shaking fingers or whatever. This is, hey, he loves us enough to tell us, you guys are not ready yet for what I have for you, but I'm working on you. Be open to it. Be open to him working on each of us individually.
And I want to talk now about inside the church. Yes, we know we need to be, we need to learn how to love people who are not churched. Church is foreign to them. They're going to be, it's going to be very different from what we're used to. And we need to love them. We need to speak God's words as an ambassador to them and not try to change them, not be an activist that tries to change their behavior. But what about inside the church? 1 Corinthians. Quite a bit of time Corinthians today. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. So 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. I tell you, in preparing a sermon, you kind of hope it comes together, like I get pieces from it, and then sometimes I read what comes together and it just jumps off the page at me. And like the, It's not me creating the sermon, God's like unfolding it for me. I'm just kind of along for the ride, like I'm reading a book or something. And I love when that happens. 1 Corinthians 4, 14. I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. I like that right there. That's exactly the heart of this message. I don't want to shame anybody. I just, I just, I, I want us all to be warned as dearly loved children. Even if you had ten thousand guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Been talking to ambassadors versus activists. How about guardians versus parents? How about when we're inside the church? Guardians. Oh, what's a guardian? Guardian restricts your behavior. Guardian says, do this, don't do this. Guardian says, nope, here's, here's my, here's, here's what you don't do, or here's off limits, and I, and I restrict you. You can have 10,000 guardians, but how many fathers? I'm going to say parents in that, fathers and mothers. What's a parent do? Does a parent set rules? Of course. A good, a good parent, of course, sets rules and boundaries. But there's a heart behind that that says, I'm willing to sacrifice for you. The reason, I'm, the reason I set boundaries, the reason I say yes or no, is for your benefit. Where a guardian says, no, I, just, I just want to restrict your behavior to what I think is appropriate. And the parent says, the only reason I want, I'm worried about your behavior is because I'm worried about your heart. Parents are self-sacrificing. Parents are, I don't have to have... Or I may not get to do what I want to do, but I want what's best for my kids. I appreciate Kevin highlighting my parents. Hey, I grew up with good parents, so I know what a good parents look like. And I appreciate that. You know when you got like a small kid and they keep you up at night? I haven't been through this yet, but they keep you awake at night. Yeah, you go through that because that kid needs you. Or you you sacrifice what you want to do. And... On the contrary, a parent that doesn't, a parent that resents their child because I don't get to go and do what I want to do anymore because I have kids and you see that resentment build or you see the unstable parent, what happens to the kids? Probably not very stable, probably not very well brought up. So it says you could have 10,000 people who are telling you what you can and can't do, but what you really need is, what would be even better is if you had spiritual parents who are mentoring you. Mentoring you is very... Mentoring, saying, I will sacrifice... I I don't have to have what I want. I want what's best for you. And we start doing that as a family. 
we start mature believers start mentoring younger believers that way, oh, we'll we'll see we'll see some really cool things happen in this church. All of this though comes back to love. I'm more concerned about the other person getting what they need than what I what I want. And that's that's the that's the my heart's cry that I hope comes through this message today and I hope I hope I improve in that and I hope we as a wellspring body both campuses improve on that that we are saying I don't really need I'm not too worried if I get what I want. How are How's this other person doing? How's this person doing? How, how are people doing? Are they okay? I care about their hearts. I care about, are they getting spiritually... I want, I want to mentor them. I don't want to just tell them what they can or can't do. So, that's what I, so that is the question today. I'm going to start wrapping this up if the worship team wants to start getting ready. I want to revisit our key verses here, though. 2 Corinthians 5.20 We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. If we're going to reach people for Christ, we first we've got to know Christ. We've got to know what, if we're going to speak for the emperor, we've got to know the emperor. Got to know what he says. And have his heart. He loves this community. And we've got a we have a good setup here. We have two facilities with quite a bit of room, and we have both surrounded by populations that need the Lord. Okay, that's pretty good. That's a, that's a good hey, that's a good that's a good equation. All that missing piece is: do we have a heart that will reach out to them, reach out to them, help bring them in, and then also mentor? And mentor one another and love one another as family. Mentor one another and mentor them as they come in. First Corinthians four fifteen. Even if you had ten thousand guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. I don't want that to be true of this of this church. I want us to have so many spiritual parents that we have a mindset of spiritual parenthood. Of I just want to I like oh let's just pour into one another and minister to one another's needs. And be fathers and mothers. The downside of both of this, what we want to avoid, I want to encourage us, let's avoid the activism. If we have a church of a bunch of activists, we're not going to win people. If we have a church of a bunch of guardians, do this, don't do this, this and that, we're going to, we're going to lose people. People are going to be, people are going to leave. Or not want to stay, or not, or even if we win them in, if we weigh them down with heavy do's and don'ts, we'll crush them, and they they won't grow spiritually. That's that is the message for today, and I, it is my prayer that it hits the right spot in every one of our hearts and does what God wants it to do. Uh, I'm going to say a quick word of prayer now, and if you need if you need prayer, if you need where you are if you i'd be happy to pray with you or happy for you to pray at your seats or whatever you need but just give god some time to work on that today let that sink in is it me am i the one that needs to be safe for a pair of hands for this body and for those coming in that's the question today lord thank you so much for your word lord have your way in this time of ministry 
Lord, thank you so much for my church family. I appreciate them so much, Lord. And we want to be, I know there are hearts. I know this family wants to be a safe pair of hands for those people, those souls out there, Lord, that you're planning to bring in for us. We don't want to let you down, Lord. We don't want to let them down. And we, Lord, we are, you're, you're already stirring up that love in our hearts, love for one another and love for the people that you're going to bring in, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Guardian. I have, I know a lot of, well, we've had a lot of good, te- we have a lot of good teaching in this church. We have a lot of well-studied uh, people that it's so easy to fall into the behavior regulator. And you say, well, what do I do? Am I a bad Christian? No. I don't, I have no interest in trying to shame anyone. I love the, the verse today says that. This is not to shame anyone. This is to say, it's like those uh, those uh, meals where you just add water. Yeah, you've already got a great, you've already got the ingredients of good Bible teaching and good, and you know right and wrong. That's great. You need to add love to it. You add love to that. You've already got a good recipe there, but you add love to it. You'll transform from that activist or that guardian to that ambassador, to that parent, that mentor. So I want to encourage you. I go, oh, what do I do? That ver- that song is perfect. All I want is to be more like you, Jesus. I'm just going to close in a word of prayer and just, uh, Lord, thank you so much for this work you're doing. Lord, you've built you've built some really cool things here in this church, Lord, and we have some really good, uh, a lot of good teaching, a lot of good Bible scholars here, Lord, and just, Lord, help us to add that love. Pour in that love, Lord, into us that will take what you've what you've built and turn us into those useful representatives of you. We want to speak for for the King, Lord, the King of Kings. We want to speak for you to people. Your words going through us, both in the church and outside. And Lord, thank you so much for this uh, this word and what you're doing in this body. In Jesus' name, Amen.